This episode of the Podular Modcast is brought to you by Recovery Effects and Devices. Quality handmade effects and modules paying homage to classic, synth, and effects designs while innovating for today's studios and musicians. Hello, my name is Tim Held. And I'm Ian Price. Welcome to the Podular Modcast, where we offer up oscillating ohms to the gods of modular synthesis. Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of the Podular Modcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Recovery Effects as usual, but even more so today in that our guest is Greg Markle, who is the owner, operator, developer, mastermind behind Recovery Effects. Today's also a special day because the new Recovery module, Bleeding Hearts, is out today. Ian's going to tell you a little bit more about that in a second, but it's a random sequencer, rhythm generator, destroyer, and filter. So Greg has a lot of different musical projects, one of which I play bass in, the 88th Street Band, Um, but his main project is the Animals at Night. And a few years ago, uh, Greg helped me launch my little label called Self Center Records with an Animals at Night album called ST, which is all modular, all mono, all one take per song. And everything that you've heard under... This, this little intro here has been from that. So if you want to check it out, it is at selfcenterrecords.bandcamp.com. Um, you can check out all of Greg's stuff at gregmarklemusic.com. And that's Greg, spelt like Craig, but with a G, G-R-A-I-G-M-A-R-K-E-L, music.com. And uh, we're going to throw out a couple dates here, but then... Um, we're going we're gonna to get right into this talk with Greg. So we got some Seattle dates here. Um, Modular on the Spot Seattle Summer Series, May 12th, Seward Park. June 9th, Gasworks Park. Yours truly will be doing a set there. I'm really excited. July 14th, Cal Anderson Park. August 11th, Volunteer Park. And September 8th, Gasworks Park again. And then uh, Wednesday, April 25th at 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., Patrick's is doing their bi-weekly Sound Circuits soldering meetup. So if you're in Seattle and you got some uh, kits you want to build or something that you kind of are trying to fix and want to troubleshoot, uh, that's a great place to go and, and work on your skills and, and get some help from somebody who's a, a skilled builder and solderer. If you're outside of the Seattle area and you want us to promote your upcoming events podmodcast at gmail.com all right guys we're going to get into this we recorded this a few months ago so we talk about the new module and i think it's changed a little bit since we talked about it then but that might be kind of cool to kind of hear what it was and what and how it's changed to now um so yeah let's get into this episode Let's start a story in Nebraska. I wanted to start with an icebreaker. Okay. Check this out. I've had this. I've had a story <laughs> uh-huh. that I wanted. I, I've been wanting to tell you since yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the only person I've told this to is Zara. Uh huh. And I was like, I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna tell him during this podcast. Awesome. So I was at H and M yesterday. <laughs> okay. And uh, I was looking at some shirts, and I noticed there's. Uh, these t-shirts that it's a Guns N' Roses t-shirt and it, it's this print that's so fuck. it's a Guns N' Roses print that is like a uh, a kid on a skateboard that's like a skeleton it's got the Guns N' Roses I'm just I'm just thinking to myself that can't be an original design uh-huh like an original Guns N' Roses design like from the heyday right uh-huh and uh and I'm starting to think like how weird that is that you know like a band like that doesn't even need to release music anymore they can just like kind of come up with new t-shirt designs and marketing things uh-huh. and um i turn around and duff mckagan's sitting there oh, no shit 
is in H&M. He's right by the Guns N' Roses t-shirt. <laughs> just checking on it, making, hello, it looks like uh, people are buying them. That's good. And it just, it freaked me out. So, and I was like, I think that's, that's totally, that's totally, it's totally Duff, Duff McKagan. And I was like, hey, how's it going? He's like, hey, good, how are you? <laughs> it was so surreal. <laughs> that is really fucking weird. Did you uh, did you ask him? Hey man, did you uh, you sign off on? The I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't quick enough. I mean, he, he's not in the band anymore. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I didn't want to get too weird with him. Maybe he was. <laughs> maybe he felt bad about it. Maybe yeah. Yeah. Maybe he saw it and he was just like, Jesus Christ. Oh, good icebreaker. But uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Don't go there. <laughs> as a topic of conversation or as a visitor. I just I love, I love I love living in Seattle. I I find myself looking, driving home in the rearview mirror. Got the Cascades covered in snow. The Olympics in front of me. Mount Rainier to the south. It's just like I'm. I always... try to never take that for granted. You know. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, for granted, I I I uh, never saw. I didn't see an ocean until I was like an adult. You know, and uh, now I can. Go down to Golden Gardens. Mm-hmm. Go to Carkeek Park. Yeah, see saltwater mountains whenever I want, and um, it's beautiful. When I was like, when I was a, a kid growing up in Nebraska, you know, everybody's every kid, every kid was like, you know, I can't wait to get the hell out of here. Yeah, you never hear kids talk like that in Seattle. You know, the rain isn't. For everyone, but I actually I like it. I think it keeps everything looking really. It's green constantly. Green and it's really majestic. It's I don't think it's lush. as bad as I'm. I'm almost reticent to even say that, but I don't think it's as bad as the stereotype. I'm not sure that it lives up to the stereotype. That's that's what I heard today. Somebody talking about um, like it's actually worse than than I thought it was going to be. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. I, Maybe. Well, I'm from the I'm from the dry side of the state. So moving over here, this it's definitely way way rainier than I'm used to. But I don't know. I guess maybe maybe it's so rainy for so long you kind of lock into it and you just kind of forget. Yeah, I like it a lot actually. I mean, I kind of like having the overcast a little bit. Yeah. And um, yeah, and uh, I'm just happy to be away from the snow. So you're you're in Nebraska. You know you want to leave. Um, if you're in Nebraska. You want to leave? Yeah. Every everybody's aspiration is to get the fuck out. You're playing in bands. You're you're going to school, but you're not really you're not you're not really into you're not into it like like people who go to school or you know I, I want to get my degree and get a job. You're kind of like no, I want to get out of here and I want yeah. I want to learn how to produce records. Yeah, I was kind of just fucking around going to school for a little bit, but I was you know I was playing playing in bands and all of my Friends were getting serious about kind of like graduating from college, and all I really wanted to do was was uh, play music. You know, and another another um, piece of that too is that is that Nick was just graduating high school. Oh yeah, your little brother Nick. And so that was another that was another like uh, prodding kind of like like he he wanted to get out as well. Well, that's and, uh, good. So you had like a partner in crime, a, a buddy to kind of check things out with. Well, I I came up here and, and just mapped everything out. Okay. You know, I went on a drive. I went. I did this like drive. I went to San Francisco and then drove up the 101. And uh, and I'd never seen the ocean before. I'd oh, never shit. been out of the Midwest. Uh huh. And um, and I was doing this drive by myself, going up the coast. And uh, I got to Seattle, and I had some. I had friends out here as well. And I just fell in love with it out here, and I just knew it was. I, I knew at that point that I was moving out here, but also, like I was telling you before, I went to the art institute, mm-hmm. and um, and that sounds kind of cheesy, but back then I think it used to be a little bit different, and and uh, it used to be kind of a different ex- experience. The you could go in there, you could get, could get a lot of time recording. Um, in hindsight, I think I would have done a little bit differently. I think I probably would have went to a space, a place like a Shoreline or something like that. Yeah. But I didn't really know, and it 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 really did. It got me out of Nebraska to uh, their their whole, um, you know, their their team of people that you know 
got you to come out their hard sell. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like kind of sucks, but you know, in hindsight, like I, I, I really don't regret anything. I, I, it got me out of Nebraska. I learned a, a bunch of great stuff, and I made a lot of good friends. I don't really uh, regret any of it. Yeah. And and I, I didn't go out there. Uh, to the arts to to get a job like it like it you know Robert Lang's studio or something like that I went out there I was just having fun learning stuff I mean I definitely wanted to get a job but you were um, more interested in honing the craft or you know really getting a handle on being yeah. able to do the things you wanted to do in the studio kind of yeah type stuff so it, it it all worked out in the end how much of that are you still using today? I know about the technology's changed a lot, but it's, I think it's like you know, like riding a bike or learning how to read or reading music, like where you you. I don't think I, about it that that much. Uh-huh. I mean, I I I think uh, I learned uh, a lot of stuff there that that um, I use every day. Yeah, but you know, there's also a ton of stuff that I learned after the fact as as well you know i i think that there's i mean there's no substitution for experience right i mean right. you yeah. just got to get in and and just and just do it and yeah. fuck up a bunch of recordings and stuff and that's how i've learned how to just do my own stuff but luckily i learned on a laptop so i don't i didn't have to spend money on tape or anything but, <laughs> um you know i actually um i was in a band with a guy who went to the art institute when i was in high school I was. Did you get to go out and record out there? I did. I was. Awesome. I was. I, I don't even think I was 16 because I didn't have my driver's license. Um, but Fo- Foss had his, and he played guitar in the band, and I played drums. And we came out, and we stayed in some shitty, shitty like student <laughs> housing. And we were 16, and we we're getting drunk and smoking weed, and you know everything smells like like the hallway smells like piss. And yeah, <laughs> we went in, and, and the guys who were recording us like it was. Like in hindsight, it's just so clear that it was just a project that they needed some fucking, they needed some hours or, you know, what, like there was some sort of credit thing. They didn't really care. So we recorded it live. And I still have the CD somewhere. The song's called Fourth of July. It's, it's, uh, it's really bad. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. But it was one of the highlights as a, as, you know, a 15 year old kid from fucking Roslyn coming to the big city and recording at the the cool art institute. Yeah. This was like probably 97 or something like that. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you, you record in the Studio A, the big the I'm big. not sure. Yeah. It it was a it was a good size. It was probably like twice the size of the room here and then it had like a control room and stuff. Was, yeah, the you know, all all the kids that 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 end up going out that go to school out there. It, it you just get spoiled with this huge console and and the facility is like i mean these kids are never gonna see this shit again yeah (laughs) Yeah, no way i don't remember any like actual they're gonna get a job at guitar center (laughs) yeah Yeah. so you're recording people and then that you know that becomes an action you know that's your your business and you're 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 making money off that and um when when do effects come into that professionally and then when did you like was how how much before you know, Seattle. Were you were you doing circuit bending and in, in, in like no, high school not, type stuff or? Well, I you know, as a as a poor musician, I think that's how I always kind of how I how I got into building effects. Okay. You know, I think that uh, you know, always just kind of tinkering and figuring things out. I, I've just always been into into that kind of stuff. Um, I think in the in the mid two thousands is when things. I started realizing like I'm I'm doing this, and uh, you know I was super into building kits and 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 stuff. And um, I think there was a, a a turning point where I had this this old DoD um, 250 that that got it got stolen, it disappeared, and um, and I just it was one of those things I that I had since high school, and um, went to go replace it and figured out these things are like 400 450 bucks and it's like i'm gonna build one of these things <laughs> and and um i'm gonna build i'm gonna build a couple few extra and i'm gonna sell it and um sell it for less than 400 bucks yeah and, and then you know that just grew where you know to the point where i you know i had a little spot on my website where i was like selling these these dod 250s and then 
And then it just grew to, well, now I have like an actual design of my own. And yeah, so how did how did that come about? You kind of just after building them so long, you kind of like realized what what components do what, and you're like, it, was it kind of like, what if I swap out this capacity yeah. type thing? Or yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like it was kind of like, well, I, I, I'd like to kind of build a you know you know fuzz factory, and then I'm gonna try doing this to it, and and um, and then after after a while, I mean, you realize that. You know, the people that are really successful at doing this stuff are the people with their own designs. Mm -hmm. And I was already selling some stuff. And it's like, well, I could do a lot better at this if I actually put some of my own, you know, I got some of my own designs together. And, yeah. And that's when, um, you know, like the Bad Comrade and Cutting Room Floor kind of started. That that was about like, like 2011, 2012 that I started actually coming out with like I like I feel like cool designs and, and yeah that was so that was like right around when I met you so we played a show together in Yakima and I was just like I thought it was dead ship sailing I thought you guys were like the coolest fucking thing since sliced bread and then I talked to you guys afterwards for a while and um and then found out about the pedals and checked them out and I was like in the height of my seeking out all the guitar pedals you know i was just looking for the guitar pedals that spoke to my soul like the bad comrade was just like what the fuck like and I'd, i've never thought about this question but like how what what brought you to kind of the glitchy fuzz kind of like yeah i just really dig you know i'm super into time-based like uh effects it's so weird that, that that was the the first like like kind of serious serious one big one because mm -hmm. it's like it's it's a really noisy effect but it's also a, a time time based effect mm -hmm. too but i'm just i'm super in delays and reverbs and and uh but that was kind of like a i think a kind of a, a kind of a unique take on it mm -hmm. and um that's not it doesn't even necessarily have anything to do with like i don't you know it's not it's not a super musical pedal at all, but I I've used it a, a ton. Yeah, I, mean, I use that thing like all all the time. It's not like something you can just kind of just plug in and just make a, a beautiful sound with. It's like right, but you you plug a drum machine into it, or or just the way it kind of like oscillates on its own. You can like make uh, rhythm and rhythms and beats and stuff mm -hmm. with and um, that that and the sound destruction device are probably on just about every track of the last three records I've made in some capacity, mostly in drum, um, just running like a drum machine through. Yeah, and once I started getting in, into modular stuff, I realized all the cool stuff that you could do with the Bad Comrade and the cutting room floor. I mean, that's where stuff really kind of, like, I, there was, there was, a, there was a point where um, I just, you know, I thought this, this whole, like, um, Euro rack thing. It's like this is so cool. It's like um, it's kind of like pedals for keyboard players. You yeah, know? yeah. And and um, and it's like how I mean, how hard can it can it be to to take some of these designs and like transfer them over into this format, you know, and just do some effects like that, you know? Yeah. Okay. So that and, that and, was me my question. How did what was it you wanting to make Euro rack versions of yours, or was it you getting into Euro rack? And then being like, oh shit, I can. Oh, dude, I think it was a, just a combination of it. Like it was, I think it was a combination of being intrigued by the format, mm -hmm. and then and then and then just thinking about maybe the potential that you could. I mean, you know, and I'm just thinking about it like for my studio, like, well, what, what can I do with that? And here, if I could put something like that together with yeah. like, like a Euro rack, uh, bad comrade, when you know, and uh, or cutting room floor. So that's kind of where that came from. And uh, once I got like, you know, my first like little skiff and like a few, you know, just like two or three modules, mm -hmm. I was just like, I was obsessed with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I have to say like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm super, I mean, I love all sorts of gear. I'm a super huge pedal guy still, but modular stuff is just I've, I've just been obsessed with it for the last like like couple years now me well it's, uh, it's not hasn't been that long for me but same here like again totally into to pedals and then this this was just 
I haven't been this excited about something since I like, discovered rock and roll as a yeah know, as a kid. You know, like I just like I have to say, like kind of <laughs> me too. Like um, it 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 is just it's, it's it's been so like like kind of refreshing and like it, yeah yeah you know and the one one of the things I I dig about it is is well uh, yeah there's so many things I dig about it but like this from a from a pedal makers like a, it feels like there's like a lot. Uh, of of younger people that are into modular stuff, uh-huh. and uh, and they're just and they're and and manufacturers are doing like crazy shit. Yeah, it's getting pretty nuts. Yeah, it's it's such a you know one of the things that's frustrating about it is that is that it's that it's, that it's a, a format that's so uh, there, there's it's it seems like there's not anything really like hammered down. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think and, that might be what a little, what's a little attractive about it too. And that's all I was just gonna say. That's one of the things that's super cool about mm-hmm. it. You know, it's like is that you can just do fucking anything with it. Yeah, it's so versatile. And I've I've talked with Cindy about this, so forgive me for repeating myself, listener. Modular was non-existent in my world, and then now it's just everywhere. Even before I started getting into it, so it's like it's increasing in popularity. Yeah. Um, and. I was kind of, you know, wondering like why why would that be? And I asked I, I I was just talking to Cindy about it and said, I think maybe it just with with apps and iPads and all the different recording stuff, it just got so easy to make something sound good. I think people wanna wrestle art out of gear rather than just I think so push too. a button. I I think that people are 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 getting so tired of just hearing in the box um just plugins and and just everything sounds so homogenized and sterile these days that uh, people are, are really struggling to to have so you know find something unique. Mm-hmm. That's I I think that's why the I mean there was a, a big resurgence of a of you know of of a boutique like kind of a pedal you know stuff that, uh-huh. that to have it seems like it was so like in the in the like 20 kind of around like 2005 2010 mm-hmm. kind of thing uh like people just like this huge explosion of like boutique pedal builders and that was i think that was the first phase of it uh-huh. and um now it's kind of exploded into uh this this euro rack thing but um it's i think it and i think it has a lot to do with the the home recordist Looking like like you know somebody looking to do something unique and uh, and uh, and cool with like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know you can do you can run you you get a, a you know Earthquaker devices organizer and you can run your keyboard into it. You can run your guitar. You can run your vocals into it and do effects that no plugin is going to, is going to do. And, and you can, you can run those effects in a, in a, in an order that will, that will sound like nothing else. Right. You know, it's like, it's a, you know, a pedal board is just like an an instrument with, uh, within itself, I think. And, um, and now you have this, like this whole, I mean, of course, modular has been around for for years and years, but I mean, it's so, it's, I just, it's just so cool how like, uh, it, it, it's just, people are just doing such unique stuff. You yeah. Know? It's, it's like the pedal board thing you were just talking about, but almost like, um, like an order of magnitude above it, you know, say you've got 16 modules, what you can do with those six, the, the, the variation in sounds you can make with those is just, it's. I, I don't think that I could tap the bottom of the reservoir of just my basic setup right now. Yeah. Like, maybe ever, but I, I feel like I could. I could continue to learn how to use that thing in new ways for probably five years. You you look back. I, I, I've I've always kind of thought of myself as like a. I, I love like the the old stuff. I love like the analog stuff, um, and. You know, but you know these the the old setup. You have like you know an oscillator, ADSR. You have like you know your your, your elements, your basic elements yeah. of the synthesizer, and um, and that's I mean that's super cool. The uh, seems like there's I mean there's just so many things that like people were doing with. I mean we were talking about the 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 uh, peaks module. Yeah. Well, it's like 
it's digital and it's like you can it has these like classic drum sounds on it but it has like LFO and ADSR and, and yeah, it's like the perfect the whole the whole format the whole thing is like this perfect merging of the analog and digital I think this would be an interesting thing to talk to you about specifically being somebody who is you know you've you've had so many different recording projects of your own from kind of like you know just indie acoustic to um you know the many the, just like that the the pretty sonically variable trajectory of the animals at night and then you know the gm88 stuff that with recording all these different bands over all these years you know i, I would imagine you have methods of approaching different types of music how is that translated or not translated to using modular like are you kind of like rewiring your your producer's brain with kind of yeah because i always you know um i think early on when i started kind of getting into the modular thing i mean you you didn't really hear i think you didn't really hear people making uh anything other than like kind of uh either squiggly Mm -hmm. Squawks or da- or just dance music with it, uh-huh. and um, or I didn't anyway. And I think that maybe I've I've just kind of like tried to think of other things that you can that can be done with it. And and I mean it's just a combination of things. There's people making modules that um, are are pretty um, that do a lot of things like that 4ms sampler like has uh, become like a huge tool of mine. Uh-huh. There's like you know things like that that uh, just kind of open up a uh, blow blow hole into yeah yeah everything. So would you say that your work before modular? I'm I'm trying not to lead you with questions. Um, like <laughs> just come out and say it, Tim. <laughs> um, what do you? I feel like for well for me, let's just see if it's similar for me. Um, when you're doing things with with actual instruments and writing songs on guitars or synthesizers, um, there's more, there's more of a deliberate nature to that. Um, with, with modular, it's, it's a little bit more exploratory. Yeah. Well, I've, I've really, oh, I've always tried with the animals at night stuff. So, I mean like my own, my, my, my solo stuff, I, I, I sit down and I write songs and, Mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, write lyrics. I put, put songs together with animals at night stuff. The I, I, the project changes over time. Uh, it morphs into different things, but I think one of the, the big um, constants is that I come into it with no song. Okay. I don't write a song, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and and you kind of let you find loops, you find you just turn shit on, and you start fucking around, and 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 things start start happening, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes like a day of just like fucking around to get. A, a song going mm-hmm. and and it's that is it's just become like a like modular has become a huge like tool for the i i've I just lately the, the rule for the animals at night mm-hmm. like you know i always like try to put together like a rule for like the whatever record you're working on uh-huh. like so for that lap for the last one it was like it's just strictly modular stuff you know uh-huh. it's just based off that and mono right just and mono everything just one take one take what uh like you know what what it's you know patch per per, per song basically uh-huh. i guess and but you know the new the the new stuff i've been working on is like i mean the rule is it has to be um there's this uh, samples, uh, things that you, I can I can I can access any any samples I want. Mm-hmm. It has to all uh, go through the modular system, and you'll kind of see that. Okay. And I can I can I guess I can make I can make riffs and and that you know that's within the rules. Uh huh. Um, but as long as it's coming from that sampler and going through other modules, by yeah. the time it gets to tape or whatever. Yeah. Okay. There's a so. There's a song that I just I just finished up that is just based on uh, an, uh, a guitar, different guitar riffs that mm-hmm. were put into the 4ms sampler, and then and then uh, you know I built beats off of that uh, in the modular system, and uh, I'm actually gonna take those 
for for our, the patch that we build at the the end, I'm gonna take one of the riffs and okay. try to fuck it up and build something off of that. Oh, cool! I love that. That that'll be a, a unique way uh, way of doing this exercise. Hey, we'd like to introduce you to a new module by Recovery Effects: The Bleeding Hearts, a random sequencer, rhythm generator, destroyer, and filter. The Bleeding Hearts is an effect device that, at its core, starves, bit crushes, splatters, and filters audio sources like no other. Feeding a gate signal to the Bleeding Hearts enables a whole new world of strange and random analog-generated movement. Every position of the eight-step sequencer can bleed into each other and interact with the destruction effect, creating gated and filtered splatters, glitches, and crunches that move to the beat of your patch. Whoa. So you, you get to see that it's just, like I said, it's just, it's, it's just so, it's like an order of magnitude above just effects that, like, just one human brain can't wrap their, wrap that, that yeah. stuff around it all the way. So the, the, that 4MS sampler has just become, like, my, it's, like... It's your workhorse? Yeah, it's, it's my main, like, tool, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's, it's, a, it's so versatile, and it's so different than, like, something like the, the morphogene, which is cool, too, but you're, like... It just it 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 works, you know, differently. You can like uh, record samples on the fly, store them in there, mm-hmm. and um, they make my stuff it, so weird too. Like it's awesome, but there's yeah. got to be a steep learning curve on that morphogene. I imagine I haven't messed with it, but I I want to talk about um, I want to talk about the recovery stuff a little bit more. Um, what you've got and what you've got coming down the the pipeline. So you know I I'm I'm not gonna try and put up any facade of of being unbiased because we're we're friends but um i will say having the cutting room floor and bad comrade in my setup has been fucking awesome that's awesome they're they're so unique i mean i haven't played with every module but I don't know. They they add add such a a, a we have color to, to it. We have to get you the motormatic. Yeah, I really want to try that. Out. I've I've messed with it a few times at Patchworks. It it seems like a lot of fun. Well, the one the one I'm going to give you is going to match your your cutting room floor and your <sighs> bad comrade. Yeah, and that's another thing. It's I, I I'm an aesthetics guy, and just looking at my my setup. Sometimes I'll just like stare at it for that's a little cool. bit. It's almost like staring down at my baby in a crib or something. But um, but having having those two on there has definitely made it a lot cool. They're some of the coolest looking modules I've seen. That's awesome. I think the Bad Comrade, that design is my favorite design I've seen on a module yet. Yeah, a lot of people have been digging that design. It's so cool. I have to, so I have to cool. um, study that for the new one. So so yeah, let's, t- let's talk about that, um, that sound destruction device because that sounds like that's going to be crazy. Or is that ready to talk about? Well, it's... It's going to be, um, it's based on the sound destruction device, but uh, it's going to be a, um, a sequencer. The uh, So the cool thing about the sound destruction device is that um, it kind of does this 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 crazy oscillation thing. It's like a, uh, it, it's it's almost like an oscillator in itself. How would you describe, so would you describe that as kind of like, just, just for people who don't know, it's a fuzz pedal, but it's got like, it's got some serious squashing compression and gate options, um, so you can make it really kind of like that buttery. But you can open it up too and have it be kind of a wild, loud fuzz. Yeah, wild, loud fuzz, buttery kind of smooth distortion, and it gets, uh, you know, that kind of squawky, starved uh, thing. It's got filters on it too, which is filters on it yeah. too, and and depending on where you have it set. You know, it could be like your oscillate. You know, your oscillation knob is like is 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 a uh, feeding back on itself. The the uh, could be the gate. Um, so the idea for for this new module is that so it's based on the sound destruction device. You um, and you add a sequencer in there, and uh, you can choose. Um, you can uh, either the gate or the oscillator uh, where you're gonna send this uh, that 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 sequencer to. So you'll be able to uh, get a clock in. Uh-huh. So if you want to, you know, take your Pamela's workout, send it to 
this module um, as a slave. Uh huh. Um, so it'll be eight steps, and uh, you can. I'm still trying to figure out the the details if you'll be you'll be able to mute the steps or or whatever. But you'll you'll be able to get the oscillation from either the the oscillator uh, oscillation uh, knob or the gate. Uh huh. Um, kind of choose in between there, and you can uh, send that out as well. So you'll be able to send. Uh, each step out into another module. That's awesome. I'm hoping. That sounds. That sounds. So, what are you thinking? Like um, summer? Maybe? Oh, like March. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. cool. Well, you're moving fast. It's been cool. You're, you're sending me little updates, little videos of it, and you're like, I get to see the progression. Of yeah. It getting made. It's been pretty sweet. I'm really looking forward to that one. So, Greg, Trump has totally. Um, turned America into a wasteland and he has a team of scientists that have rounded up a bunch of local musicians from the northwest to take to this mountain hideaway to um, make them make music for uh, the waiting room of his, his new Trump Towers that he's putting all over the place but you sneak you get to you break free and you you only have a li you have a limited amount of time. You have enough space in your satchel for five modules, and you can grab those five modules and you can run out to a cabin out in the woods. What five modules are you going to take with you? Five modules. Yeah. Well, first of first of all, America was already a wasteland because <laughs> we voted for Donald Trump <laughs> as a president. And um, five modules, um, 4MS uh, stereo sampler. It's got to be, it's got to be up there. Maybe number one. Um, cutting room floor, my own cutting room floor. Um, well, I guess we'll go back into the stereo sampler. I mean, just talk about why. I guess a little bit. Because yeah, yeah. Uh, give us, yeah, give us the rundown, and then we can talk about specifics. It's. It is so versatile. I mean, it's a, a sampler. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's called this a stereo sampler, but I mean, you can uh, play two mono samples at once, um, and uh, record on the fly with it. Load stuff in, it, you know, from your from uh, from an SD card. Um, one of the things I really dig about it is that you can um, you can send uh, CV out for the uh, for the for the at, at the end of the sample and then get a clock going and uh, start to kind of build uh, build stuff on that. That's kind of I I do that all the time with this. I mean that's kind of like what I what I do is like put I get a get a sample together guitar sample um, or some weird thing I found. Load it up in there, and uh, and 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 try to manipulate it into a a groove of some sort. And then I'll do that groove, record it, you know. You know, maybe like four or five different times, different different ways, and then uh, and then eventually, and it, you know, with all those those different ideas, put it into the computer and. And just start fucking with it from there. So when you say record it, you'll like track it on your computer a number of times, and then then mess with it like well, a, from a production standpoint, or record it with the actual sampler. I'll record it with the actual sampler. So four you or can five record samples from itself onto itself yeah. while playing the original on top of the one that you just recorded. Yeah, either with like changing changing the pitch or or reversing it or or uh, in just any. You know, number of ways. So you run it out into other modules and then back into itself to record it. To yeah, like... or out into other effects and okay. back into it. Yeah, I think uh, number two would probably be the cutting room floor, and um, and that it's just such a such a a, a cool way to fuck up a a sound. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think. Uh, what kind of originally inspired me to <clears throat> make that is the um, 
the instant lo-fi junkie. And uh, oh, and I just and I love that the 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 lo-fi junkie itself too. It's such a, such a cool uh, sampler, mm-hmm. and it just it, it but it you know the 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 sampler itself is it, it's really cool, but it, it doesn't really do like a, uh, you know the doesn't 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 <clears throat> you can't really. Uh, I mean, you can just really just play, you know, just play the sample with it, uh-huh. basically. And then the the instant lo-fi loop junkie is basically just kind of a lo-fi um, kind of vibrato thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of just takes it to a, a a new level and does all the things that I've wanted to do with it to kind of fuck up a and warp a a signal. The um, I think uh, probably next is. Uh, Probably the Knit Rider. I thought I, I, I thought the Knit Rider was going to be on your list. Um, it's just such a, a powerful sequencer. Just the, being able to kind of graphically see it, and, and there's so many channels on it, and uh, it's just it's just tons of stuff you can do with it. But I really like to to send that out into. Um, well, I guess maybe another another one that's on my list is. Um, that Blue Lantern uh, sequencer. It's, it's called the Mini Note Computer, actually. Is that the that guy with a million knobs on it there? Yeah, but it's just it's it's it, and basically it's it's just a really super simple sequencer, um, and um, you know either gate or or uh, note out on it. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, and can you said uh, both at the same time. You can because there's there's gate out, there's note out. So you can you can do like two note out or two gate outs on it. Um, you can reset it wherever uh, wherever you want it. So uh-huh. you, uh, um, and you can uh, you can with that expander you can you can kind of um, you can you know mute the uh, uh, whatever uh, step you want to mute on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, and I think that maybe beyond that, I think uh, so. I'm really digging that uh, EMW. It's a CV to to um, to DMX interface. Oh, for lights. Yeah, for lights, and um, that's just really got it's really got me into um, thinking about you know live stuff and and buying lights to you know send triggers out to, mm-hmm. and it just adds a whole new element. You know, you don't have to have you know, screens on stage, you know, projectors, and it's just fucking lights, and it's all controlled by your... Yeah, you were using that a little bit the last show we played together, and it looked, it was pretty... Weren't you using that? Yeah, yeah, a little that, bit. It, but I, I really, I really uh, was was doing it at that, that um, using it quite a bit at uh, on that Halloween show. Yeah, that and, was awesome. Uh, and... I don't know. Where are we at? Are we at four? No, you just burned them up, dude. Did I just burn them up? Yeah. Can I, can I talk about the uh, the little <laughs> nerd? I like the the basketball. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Since well. the other one's a light one, I also don't count like output mixers and stuff. So we'll we'll call we'll call the the light one a, a cherry a cherry on top. Because if it, well, if I was on a desert island, nobody would be seeing the lights anyway. So. <laughs> but um, good signal for help. <laughs> so I, I am say, I, I'm I'm gonna say that it's the top five. Then I'm gonna use I'm gonna need it to signal for help. <laughs> cool. Well, I was an idiot, and I uh, I left my uh, my envelopes of the adjectives and nouns at home. So we're gonna call my fiance Hannah. Hannah. Put her on speakerphone, and she's gonna draw them for you. All right. Hopefully she'll answer. Hello. Hi, Hannah. Hi. Hi, Greg. Hello. Hi, Hannah. So you're. How's it going? It's, it's going pretty well, other than me being a, a dipshit and forgetting the the envelopes at home. Uh, well, lucky for you, I got them right here. Oh well, thank you very much. Can you uh, start with an adjective for us? Absolutely. 
Jocular. Jocular. <laughs> These are all things that I got from um, a Facebook post. So people were just, and I just wrote them down and put them in there. You want me to pick another one? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Pick another one. Yeah, that let's one pick sucks. another one. That one's kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll try harder. <laughs> all right. Classy. Classy. Yeah. Okay. Classy. Cool. Classy works a lot better. Yeah, that's his, that's his speed. Yeah, your noun is vessel. Vessel, classy vessel. Classy vessel. <laughs> I love it. I love it too. I can't wait to hear that. Well, thank you very much, my dear. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I'll see you when I get home here in not too long. All right, see you soon. I can't wait to hear this classy vessel. Me neither. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye, good night. Good night. Sweet, well let's fucking let's see uh let's, let's see do it. This, let's see what this classy vessel is gonna sound like. Classy